during Dell TechFest score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. This is a Rooster Teeth production. How's everybody feel this morning? I feel good. I feel really good. You sleep well? Uh, yeah, well, good enough. Man. You didn't? No, it's two nights in a row, the heartburn. I don't ever get heartburn since I quit drinking. And I, uh, yeah. I thought when you get old that you need very little sleep, so it shouldn't matter. I mean, I'm, I'm functioning okay. It's just like, I'm just uncomfortable. So, well, that coffee will help. I think, it, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that'll help with something else. So, <laughs> so we'll stop though. Good morning, Gus. What's the name of the coffee shop we're at today? I, I got into a fight with you about this. Yes, you that, and Becca. That, that's why I'm asking you. You and Becca, years what, and years, what, what, and years what, ago. What, maybe ask that other dude. Let's. Uh, what, what would you? What, what is the name of this coffee shop? I think it's Epoch, but is it supposed to be like Epic? I call it Epoch because yeah. that's how you pronounce the word Epoch. The word you pronounce it is Epic. Well, there's but there's an H, isn't there? Epic. I don't know why do you e- make, why why epoch. What does that have to do with it, whether there's an H that, or you not? You know what? That's a great long that's, e short that's a fantastic, e. That's a, that's a fantastic point, and I hadn't considered that. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Epic. Epic. Oh, but I believe the coffee shop is actually epoch. Okay, then so fuck you. I think I, I, I think <laughs> the pronunciation you. of the word is epic, but then, I think the pronunciation of the word is epoch. Fuck off. Thank You're you. I, I lost. With them. I lost the ability to say fuck you what? after I played that the definition. <laughs> <laughs> Pronunciation. So we're at, uh, at Epoch on uh, North Loop. I had a, I had my first minor fear when I was. I got here a little early because I was coming from the office. I had to do some audio, and uh, I had my first minor fear when I thought this might be the first coffee shop we're going to. Maybe not the first, but uh, it has a lot of locations. And what if we meant different locations? What? Yeah, yeah. But, but then I was like, no, no, no. Clearly, we're, we mean this. This is the main one, the first one. Yeah, this is the one I always central. think. I know there are others, but I feel like when you say Epoch, it's this one. When you say Epoch on and then a street, it's one mm. of the other ones. Like, that's the way my mind works. This is definitely, uh, like, the Epoch that I think of when I think of Epoch. But I actually go to the one on Far West more often these days. This one? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Just because it's nice, and my dog's vet is up there, so I find myself up there a lot. <laughs> Beater, Biederman's Belly. Biederman's Belly. Biederman's Deli is up there. It's a great deli. You get a Biederman Belly if you eat a pastrami. I said it out loud. I can't believe you said it out loud. I said loud. it out loud. I, I was waiting to see. You. I was going to ask what kind of sandwich you Podcast get. Podcast crossover. Oh, yeah. man. I got I got sick on pastrami once. <laughs> Um, this this place is not too far from the home slice where we recorded episode three. It's just it's walking distance down the road from here. But this has always been like a strange, well, not a strange. This has always been a part of Austin that I really liked. Mm-hmm. This little uh, strip right here of North Loop, uh, which again, going like circling back to a conversation we had last uh, podcast episode, it stops being North Loop right over there and becomes Fifty Third Street for no reason. Yeah, and then it becomes Hancock up there. Yeah, and of, then it changes yeah. <laughs> the name right over there again. I don't know. I feel like you and I used to come here a lot, not to the coffee shop necessarily, but there used to be a bar right back, you know, over your shoulder, right over there called uh, the parlor mm-hmm. that we used to go to all the time. Uh, and we would get pizza at. And uh, now the parlor is now called Workhorse, and the parlor moved and is now over off of Guadalupe. Yeah, it's at like 40th, 43rd in Guadalupe, Somewhere I want to say. There. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because that is where I think of the parlor has been there for at least a decade at this point. <laughs> it's been there for a lot, probably longer than that. <laughs> and it's it's where I th- when I think of the parlor, that's where I think of. But you're right, it was here. We used to come they, here all the time. They opened for a while. They were both open too. Yeah. Like you go to either other, and then uh, this one closed down. And I remember being kind of happy. I liked this one, but it was small. Yeah. And the new one has got so much more room. Yeah. But then they opened up Workhorse, and. Uh, there was a period in time when I rented a house in Hyde Park, so I was getting some construction on mine. Mm-hmm. And so I would walk over to Workhorse. I had, I had a little uh, solo routine I would do every Sunday. I would walk over to Workhorse. I would drink three beers and watch football on the TV and then walk home. And it was like my like my Sunday me time. Um, Workhorse is pretty good, too. They got a good burger Yeah, if you ever eat there. It's good. 
Uh, but I mean, it makes me think like we used to talk about like as the city has changed over time and as things have changed, there used to be like pockets of the city that you would say like this this feels like this area mm-hmm. is untouched and unchanged and only recently when we're going to decide we're going to do the podcast here i started thinking about some of these old areas we used to talk about and i think all of those areas are gone they've all disappeared and maybe like the last vestige slightly in a way is this little stretch of north loop over here of like the kind of anti-establishment counterculture mm. uh feel of uh, of austin yeah of old austin i guess that the, the places are still there pockets are gone right I, I think you're dead on there and this is i, I think where people I, i've read some cynicism from people talking about our podcast who haven't heard it yet who, who i think that <laughs> assume that we are we're deriding the change in no, austin. no god no but not at all yeah. i've it's been that's part of the fun of this of one of these podcasts has been such a wild ride to watch everything happen and to get to be a present for so much change um but i think you have have keyed into something if you come to austin in 2022 and you hear people talk about the way austin was in the 90s and the early 2000s which by the way when i came to austin in the 90s and you came in the 90s people talked about how the, the way austin was in the 70s and yeah, 80s yeah right and, it's, it's uh, always been going on yeah it's been going on forever so uh but this is what they're talking about like yeah. if you come down to north loop go to like uncommon objects or is that no, what? No, that's not here the north that it's, loop is, uh, south Congress. what's the what's the one here there's a uh, room service room service is what yeah. i was thinking of sorry go to room service go uh the forbidden fruit right across the way t- tigris is a cool place to get a mixed drink yeah um, workhorse, uh, monkey wrench books, monkey wrench books is, yeah, that's all that's been around forever. That's been there for a long time. That is what like a lot of Austin, f- kind of the aesthetic and feel and kind of vibe a lot of Austin had. I would argue that it, it also exists in Crestview. I just didn't know Crestview existed until like five years ago. <laughs> Crestview. Why do you say that? Yeah. Wh- where, where like, little, like in, like in little Delhi, oh, but that's up, like up that there. one oh. little shopping center. Uh, yeah. Area. But the neighborhood still has this kind of feel like yeah. overgrown old, Chain link fenced Austin. Yeah, I I could definitely see that. So it's funny, you you said something there that was uh, something I kind of wanted to bring up as well, where you said, you know, in the 90s, people bitched about how Austin, you know, was different or changed back in the 80s and the 70s going back. One of the things I think this is circling back to something we had talked about before. You had said that, you know, we used to go to that barbershop off of Old Torf, there yeah. by Old Torf and Congress, and it was like those old dudes bitching about how Austin used to be better <laughs> in the 60s. So when we went there in the 90s, and they were talking about the 60s, that was 30 years prior. We're here in the 2020s talking about the 90s. It's like uh, we're mm-hmm. we're encompassing that same amount of time change that those old dudes were talking about. <laughs> Jeff's head is in his hands now. <laughs> we're like the, the time that is, has moved. Like we have achieved that status that you talked about, yeah. being those, uh, those old dudes at the barbershop. Dude, I saw. Uh, I just remind I, it, A that makes you feel incredibly old but B uh, slightly worse than that I was I saw on Twitter yesterday uh, uh, a friend posted that uh, <laughs> us talking about 80s movies now is the same as our parents talking about Casablanca when we were kids. <laughs> <laughs> like in the 80s it was, 40 years ago was the 40s yeah. and now we're in 2020 talking about 80 like ET yeah I can't wait to see Casablanca Maverick this weekend <laughs> it's, it's gonna it's gonna I'm really gonna be great tonight. I'm excited <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's funny how that changes. Like, um, the, the scope, when you're young and you think back a couple of decades, it seems like ancient history and mm. then you get a little older and you think back a couple of decades, you're like, oh, that was just like a couple of years ago. So the audio texture for this episode is going to be a little different than previous ones. Um, I don't know if you, if that picked up on the mic, but Epic itself, it's, it's like, it's North Loop isn't a busy street, but the patio area is really close to North Loop, but there's a lot of people there. So we came to some picnic tables that are out like kind of next to a cemetery and uh, next to like an overgrown uh, canal that might, may or may not have water in it. So it's going to be a lot more uh, rustic of a uh, audio texture this week. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was a dude doing some sort of needle drugs over yeah, there on the other side of that too. He went over there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he didn't He didn't want to listen to us talk about <laughs> stuff from 20 years ago. Yeah, he He's care. like, guys, come on, I'm trying to get higher over here. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't need uh, this walk down memory lane. The coffee here is good. Like, so Epic is, is great because... Uh, well, first of all, um, they're they're back to this now, but they're open twenty four hours again. You know, pre pandemic oh, they used they? to be open twenty four hours yeah. uh, during the pandemic. Done a late night one. No, I'm not doing a late night. Oh, okay. <laughs> during the pandemic, that they, doesn't help if he's not going to do it. We'll get him. They restricted we'll him. the hours, but um, for some reason, Austin has this problem where you can't drink the water about every two years or so. Yeah, where like a, a water factory fails or something. But when that happens, Epic will still sell you coffee. 
they're friends with a brewery over here at an airport that has like industrial water boilers. Mm-hmm. So uh, when the rest of the city can't get water, Epic can still get water from this brewery <clears throat> right around the corner over here on airport. So you can still, if there's no water in Austin, you can still get coffee at Epic. Yeah. I also like at the early on in the pandemic, you could buy like a five, like a milk jug full of coffee from them too. I would get like cold mm-hmm. from them. The can't drink the water in Austin thing. I'd never experienced can't, I mean, can't drink the water because something happened to it. Never experienced until I moved here. Mm. Is that like, you guys have lived here for long consistent. enough. Is that pretty consistent? Like, and they just don't do anything about it to make it, it better? Happens. Like, they, so, no, it doesn't. So the, the other thing that happens sometimes is the water will get stinky. Have you been here for that yet? Yeah, oh, zebra mollusk. Is that the zebra mollusk <laughs> thing? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard about it. Yeah, like, it's like mm, the water smells bad. And the city has to make a statement that's like, don't worry, the water smells bad, but you can drink it. Like, well, no, I'll wait. <laughs> I'll buy a bottle of water for a day or two. I feel like, I've been, you know, I've been here like 25-ish years or whatever, 27 years. I feel like every three years or so you got to boil your water insane yeah yeah i don't know what it is yeah the infrastructure i think that's just a side effect of the growth right like the infrastructure can't keep up with the amount of growth that uh the city's been having if you i think the most obvious sign of that is you know driving and uh, the infrastructure where traffic is spotty like it's consistent and but you never know like oh all of a sudden it's there for no reason we're just stopped uh and it's going to take a long time to get wherever you go you and i used to say jeff that the sign of being a local in austin was knowing how to get where you were going without taking 35 yeah (laughs) (laughs) like back in the old pre-gps days it's like you're going from point a to point b it's like how can i get there without getting on 35 or mopac yeah as efficiently as possible and just like learning all uh the surface streets and the roundabout ways to get where you needed to go which Inevitably, we're faster than taking the stupid-ass 35. Do you want to hear some uh, facts, a little bit of trivia about Epoch that I remember to be true but probably isn't? Absolutely. Wow, we got Epoch facts. <laughs> yeah, Epoch <laughs> facts. I just we, popped we gotta, in my head. Can we have like a, like a special song, like a, like a segment intro? Right. Dennis, put, like, put together a <laughs> special song for Epoch facts. <laughs> no, it could be coffee shop facts in general, but coffee this particular one is, is, uh, is Epoch fact. Coffee facts. I remember... That years and years and years ago, the, the, that Epoch was opened by a group of people, and that one there was some sort of a falling out, uh-huh. uh, and one of those people left and started Binu, and that's how Binu oh, got really? and that's why it's 24 hours a day as well. Oh. Like, it basically recreated Epoch over on the east side as Binu. I didn't know that. Well, I, you might not have known that because it's not true. I just remember that being something someone told me uh, okay. that okay. I've accepted as fact. <laughs> There's no uh, way. There's no way to verify years. that. Yeah. If if I'm looking away from you, Jeff, while you're talking, it's because I'm making sure there's not a snake behind me. Because every now and then I hear something no, I'm that looking, sounds like I'm a looking snake. For you, dude. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm like right up against a bunch of I vegetation. Mean, I don't know if he. I don't know if a snake could get past the empty pack of watermelon grape swishers. Ooh. So I mean, that's pretty tough. And the McDonald's bag. We should be okay. Okay, we're good. We got, yeah. we got a perimeter set up. The Lipton. The Lipton brisk over there is uh, <laughs> is kick, taking up the flank. Do you, do you know any other Epoch facts? I don't know that, any other e- Epoch facts. What I do know uh, a little bit about the cemetery, though. Oh, yeah, so this is the uh, Austin State Hospital Cemetery. It's, uh, uh, it's, I guess it's between 51st and North Loop here in Austin. It used to be open to the public, but I feel like it's always really? shut now. I feel like you used to be able to just walk in there. I didn't know that. What? Yeah. There used to just be a chain link fence, and it would open, and then you would just, like, I'd just walk around while you drink coffee back in the day. Maybe that's why it's secure now. Maybe you were never supposed to, but I think it was. Wow. It, uh, I think that there are there are not a lot of headstones there, but I believe there are many, many, many people buried. Yeah, I think there's a lot of unmarked uh, yeah. graves there. This was the the cemetery for the uh, Austin State Hospital, which is down the road, not too far from here. When people, uh, you know, were committed, uh, probably back in the early 1900s, and had no family or nobody who was looking out for them, like no support system, and I think they're. When they passed away, they would just throw them in the ground over here. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a. Uh, oh my god. There's so there like there are, I think I read the number once. It's like a shockingly large number of uh, of burials in that plot. Yeah. Way more than you would think, and it's 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 I don't know. I think it's it's messed up that it's it seems like it's dilapidated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's like this really crappy chain link fence on this side, which you know obviously whatever we're up against the vegetation you can't see it but when you drive by on the street it's also like really run down and like there's on the 51st side over there i can see from here there's like these stone columns that are mostly knocked over there's mm-hmm. like one left standing from i guess what used to be the fence way back when yeah that's a really uplifting uh cemetery <laughs> for uh, for this episode I, of Anima. i didn't know that it was a cemetery like when i moved here yeah. and would drive by it all the time i didn't know it was a cemetery i just never kind of like realized i just went wow what a weird plot of land and then sort of looked closer while driving and went 
Oh, yeah. got it. Yeah, our studio is not too far down the road yeah. from here. Just uh, two miles, maybe, uh, down the road in east of here. I'm sure we've all searched for stuff online that we, you know, we're a little embarrassed about, you know, that we wouldn't maybe necessarily want other people to know about. I know what you're thinking. Why don't you just use incognito mode? Well, let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. Doesn't matter who your ISP is. Internet service providers in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies. And ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure server so your ISP cannot see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. Run seamlessly in the background. So easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and boom, you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. There's no excuse for you not to be using it. So protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider. Visit our exclusive link, which is expressvpn.com slash anma. You can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash anma, expressvpn.com slash anma to learn more. I had a uh, I had a frustrating Texas uh, state hospital experience not too long ago. Texas state hospital, or the Austin state, whatever the, we were just talking about. Yeah, what is it called? Austin State Hospital. Austin State Hospital. Well, it's this a, is the Austin it's in state Texas cemetery. I don't know what the hospital's called anymore. Yeah, but the you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. We film there sometimes in the basement for different stuff. Yeah. In the past, we uh, there was a, they had a call out on social media like maybe a year ago. They were low on shoes. They needed shoes for for people that you know are are, are there. And so they were accepting donations. And I had uh, just come off of and uh, this addiction to Vans. And so I had like 40 pairs of shoes oh I was God. not going to wear. It's a lot of shoes. So I donated like 20 pairs of shoes. And I just threw them all in HEB bags. And I took them. And they said, just like bring them up to the security gate or whatever and we'll accept them. And I, uh, so I was like, I'm going to be a responsible citizen. I'm going to do that. I got a ton of shoes I'm not wearing. And I took him to the the lady that was working security there, and she's like, "What are these?" And I go, "Oh, these are the shoes." And she's like, "I see that. What do you? What am I supposed to do with them?" And I was like, "Well, you guys you were requesting shoes to, to be donated, and so I'm donating shoes for the in, for the people that are here." And she goes, "I don't know what you're talking oh about." And Great. I'm like, "Cool. It's been today's the last day. You've been accepting shoe donations for like four days. Today is the final day I can donate." And she's like. I don't know. Just leave them on the street. And I was like, on the street? And she just had me leave them on the street wow. in HEB bags next to her. And so I assume that that's where they still are. I don't know. What? Yeah, it was frustrating. They belong to the city now. <laughs> well, I mean, they would have if he actually gave them the hospital. No, they belong state. to that's the streets. State. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different levels of government. That's really frustrating. Wait, okay. You said that you filmed in the basement? What? What is this? Uh, so the state hospital, yeah, it's like, uh, it's one of the, a couple of the buildings are super, super old. And so when we were filming our ghost hunting show, mm -hmm. we would do like the first portion of it was like a campfire scene where we would tell the ghost stories around the campfire and then we would reenact them kind of like drunk history. Mm -hmm. And so we filmed some scary stuff in the basement there. And I know, I know way back in the day we filmed some stuff. Like I remember Joel filmed some stuff there. Yeah, and, uh, it, it's funny, like these, um. These state-run facilities. There's a there's a few of them around town. There's another one. I don't know if you know the one over there, like off of Mopac and 35th. Uh, like it's just south of Camp Mabry. No. It's like if you're heading south, it's on the southwest corner, uh, just west of Mopac, just south of 35th. There's like a little uh, facility back over there. Okay. Surprised you don't know about it. Anyway, we filmed a little bit back there too. We did um, a Fallout video years ago, and we had to try to recreate a post-apocalyptic room like a post-apocalyptic house and just one of the buildings there looked like it hadn't been touched in 60 years oh like God. paint peeling off the walls like ceilings collapse like like an environment you would see yeah. in fallout and it's just shocking like you drive by and you, like, you look at the outside like all right whatever it's just some brick building and you walk in and you're like oh my god this building has not been touched in decades like i don't know if anybody's been in here and um it's just shocking that these buildings can get so dilapidated at least the one over here i think the one you're talking about uh -huh. is being renovated like yeah. they're they're uh, they're updating it they've been uh, it's been under construction for a year or two but that other one on like i'm sure they have other buildings that are fine the one at 35th and Mopac. just that one building we filmed in at least was <laughs> if you go back and watch a video like you'll you'll see it's like oh man we didn't do anything to stage that we just walked in like perfect yeah. let's turn the camera on let's film 
It's like we need a we need a, a dark basement with a hundred old hospital beds dilapidated in a pile and one <laughs> one doll with one arm and a missing eye. Oh no, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Oh, you don't need to bring anything. I, I, we just show up. Okay. Cool. Great. All set. Yeah, but it, it it's it's funny like how even just like you scratch beyond the surface of of a building or of a place uh, like what you can find what if you know when you go in there when you look around. Uh, I love stuff like that. Like stuff. It's almost like. Hidden in plain view. Yeah. If you just like, uh, just like investigate a little bit more and uh, and see what you can find. I'm gonna have to drive over it's south of Camp Mabry. Yeah. But west of Mopac. Yeah. I'm sure I you've seen it. You, it, you, see it, it, it it's head. probably just like a blind spot for you. Like you see it. You. I'm sure if you if you go over there now and look, at you're like, oh yeah, this place. Just like I probably assumed it was part of Camp Mabry. Yeah. You're, yeah. Maybe your brain just like blocks it out. Like what? Like it's not open. Since it's not open to you, it's not a place you can normally mm. go. It's like whatever. It's just whatever's there. Um, that whole area is kind of weird. I feel like there's, like, around that Cat Mabry area specifically, like, when you come off of 45th westbound and you hit uh, just west of Mopac and you hit Cat Mabry, you know, you can either turn left to get on the Mopac or ter- turn right there. And if you turn right, you go around, like, you drive on that road for a long way and then you come into this weird neighborhood that seems yeah. like it's recessed. Like, it seems like it would be a cool neighborhood, but it seems like a giant pain in the ass to get in and out of. Okay. Like, you, there's only that one bottleneck to get in and out of the entire neighborhood you're like oh if i'm gonna go to the grocery store oh that's 25 minutes yeah. you know yeah. each way to get to and from there despite the fact you live pretty close to the center of austin uh i don't like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm trying to i get. i guess there's a randall's over there there's that randall's on exposition like exposition just south of 35th by what's the cross street there westover somewhere over there you, uh that'd be about it do you feel like stuff it was fine. It was built that way 20 years ago or whatever, just with, like, the population. Because like, you guys lived, like, you know, you said, like, out here was, like, oh, man, this is, like, so far yeah, out. This is from, far. Like, originally from, like, yeah. where you lived and everything. But at the time, like, it was, like, those probably didn't feel like bottlenecks and everything, right? Like, that, that's just the way that stuff was built, and who cares? There was no such thing as traffic. Right. Well, I mean, there was. It was in the 90s. wasn't really. terrible. Yeah. It, it existed in the opening scene of Office Space. That's what, that's, 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 that's yeah. what I was going to reference. We used to do this thing. We had a, a bowling league, and uh, <laughs> we well, this is this is going back to the call center. Uh, since it was a twenty four hour call center, a lot of people would get off at midnight. Like midnight's when the the night shift start. Well, the the overnight shift started. So like a lot of people would get off at midnight, and there used to be a bowling alley up off of like thirty five in Runberg. And the call center was down, like, off of Ben White and 35. And, uh, you know, when we would get off of work at midnight, like, a bunch of us would be like, let's go let's go bowling. And we'd drive, you know, up to Runberg and 35 because you're, like, dumb 20-year-old. You're like, mm, I could either go to sleep or I could go drive all the way across Austin and go bowling. And uh, so, like, we would all get together and go up there and go bowling, have a few beers, whatever. And uh, it was a lot of fun. We did that for a long time until Jeff showed up. Uh, what? Because... Uh, then when, when Jeff got hired, you know, he, you know, he wanted to hang out, you know, like he had talked about in a previous episode, he was, you I know, wanted to make friends, trying to be ma- friends. Yeah, make his way in. So he was like, Oh, he, he drops this bomb on us. He's like, I used to bowl like semi-professionally. And, uh, you're like, Oh, you should come bowling with us, Jeff. So then the first time Jeff showed up to our bowling night, he showed up with like that glove that professional awesome. bowlers wear. Awesome. He showed up with his own ball and his own shoes. Are you serious? Yeah. And we were like, Oh shit. And then he fucking destroyed <laughs> everyone there and then was like man yeah this sucks and we never no one ever went bowling again he just showed up once to our bowling night and destroyed it like a years-long tradition instantly destroyed by jeff i hate bowling (laughs) what (laughs) i hate it i hate it so much you ever been good at something but not as good as you want to be and it makes you hate that thing that was me and bowling and uh, when I decided that I was, it was no longer going to be a part of my life, I left it in the rearview mirror. Wow. R- very far in the rearview mirror. I only even attempted to bowl because I was so desperate for friends. And then I, uh, I, I remember the night. I remember, oh my God. I, remember I did terribly it, to, to me. He still destroyed us, right? We're all just like, we just want to hang out and have a few oh, beers. Oh, only threw a 225. <laughs> no, I was like, dog I was shit. like 170s or something. And I was just like miserable. And I was like, why the f- It's not worth it. Friends aren't worth it. He I was, was just like, I can't do this anymore. He was so dour and upset and mad. I had zero joy for him. And he brought, like, he brought down everyone's night. There were like 10 of us hanging out. And nobody had a good time because Jeff was having a bad yeah, time. Like a, like a mood vampire. I apologize. <laughs> 
So not much has changed, but we. So you don't. <laughs> so do you bowl now? No, at all. No, no. But you're good at it. You have a glove and a ball, and you don't bowl. Not anymore. I threw all that shit away eventually. I got sick of moving it around. You gave it to the state hospital. <laughs> yeah, I gave it to the state hospital. <laughs> you really don't bowl at all? No, nah, I haven't bowled but, in I don't know, fifteen years, maybe. How did so? But you're good. Like you're good. I grew enough. up. My parents were in bowling leagues. I joined a bowling league when I was like fourteen. And then I bowled every Saturday and I think Wednesday uh, until I graduated high school. I went to like state tournaments and shit in the yeah. summers. You're, you're yeah. learning something about Jeff, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, I mean, I don't want to be, I want to be rude, but the realization came from, I just, I, I, bowling, first off, made me frustrated because it's like in your head, you know what to do and you tell your body what to do. And then your body usually does it, but sometimes it doesn't. And it's like, why I didn't tell you to do that. Like why? I, that makes no sense. That's not the negotiation that I had with you, Arm. But in addition to that, I uh, I was like 17 or 18 when I was coming out of it. And I just like, I just, I, I, I saw the people that I was like, I just didn't want to be a part of that family anymore. Does that make sense? <laughs> I just like, I just didn't want to be a part of the bowling family anymore. That's not how I wanted to spend my nights and weekends. Wow. And the, 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 to get really good at it, I'd have to commit more time. And I just, it would have been more time around people I didn't want to spend time with and doing something that genuinely made me mad at myself. Like, I just, a lot of seething inner rage. Hey, no, it came out that night. Yeah. No, no, we, we felt it. We all we all were there. We saw it firsthand. Yeah, I hate it. But, I mean, that that just goes to show, going back to, like, how, the, the reason I bring that up was, like, going back to, like, how light traffic was back then. Like, I can't imagine any time of day now. Well, I guess maybe, like, in the maybe... 4 a.m. driving from like yeah. Ben White up to Runberg. That that what used to be the bowling alley is now a school. It's like a private school. I don't know if you've ever driven by there now. Really? Yeah, they converted it uh, to like some private school up there. Like the building's still there. They just like took the sign down and repainted it. <laughs> That's funny. and now now it's a school. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a uh, Showplace Lanes. Yeah, That's what it was called. Showplace Lanes. Yeah, that place closed 15 years ago. Oh my God. Or something. <laughs> you know, it's sad. It's also sad that. Uh, Dart Bowl closed. Oh, yeah. yeah. And That's not too far from, or it wasn't too far from here. Yeah, it's right next to, uh, uh, it's right next to the, the high school. And um, I always felt like I discovered Dart Bowl too late. Mm. I think it's like middle of neighborhoods. Like yeah. You got to know, you got to know it's there. Yeah. And they had such a good restaurant. Yeah. And I, I didn't discover it until like maybe, it's one of those things where I didn't find it until like three or four years ago. Mm. It was probably the first time I went just to eat lunch there. And it was like right before they closed. And then it was right, and then they were gone. Yeah. I think I probably went because they were like, Dart Bowl's in danger of closing. Uh, I got to go check it out before it's gone. Yeah, yeah. now it's gone. Um, there's not many bowling places left. There's like Highland, Highland Lanes over there. Yeah. Uh, God, where else? If you wanted to bowl, is that the only place you could bowl? There must be other bowling. There must be, but I can't, I can't think of it. You know, it, it, <laughs> it, it it's funny because we have a friend who used to complain. I don't know if you remember this. Who used to complain that all the batting cages in Austin were gone. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. like, they are. Yeah, like back in nine, there used to be one close to the call center back uh, over there, like at Ben White and Thirty Five, uh -huh. and then that one closed like in ninety nine or two thousand. And he would just complain nonstop, like, "Now you got to drive to like San Marcos or batting cages because they're all gone." You do. You have to go so far north. You have to take like one thirty. They're like not around. It's like you have to go up towards like Dell Diamond to go to like, one. They take up a lot of space, and they probably don't generate a lot of revenue. I guess, but like you would think that an old building would just have some batting machines in it and like some nets and. It's like, let me pay you quarters to hit baseballs. Quarters. There you go. Yeah. yeah. What I'm sensing is opportunity. I suppose so, but then I, that's a lot of work to open a batting cage for something I just want to do passingly. What if instead of quarters, we charge Bitcoin and we'll be billionaires? Or broke as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you never heard of a Bitcoin batting cage? God, it would be huge every South by Southwest. Just open it up for a week in March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was the first year you went to South by Southwest? That, that, what, a, what a great segue. Um, <laughs> the first year I went to South by Southwest, it probably wasn't until we started doing this. Uh, so it probably would have been like 04 maybe, okay. 05, something like that. Uh, what about you? You probably you probably went way before me. I went, I think my first year was 96, mm -hmm. wow. but that was just for music, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, it was just a music festival to me back then. I assumed that the other shit was there too. I just wasn't well, definitely uh, keyed into it. Yeah. And so I just remember because it, it was 96, there was a, a, like a band I wanted to see. And I think it was a band called Less Than Jake. And it was uh, $36 for wristband. And I remember being like, <laughs> I'm going to pay $36 to see a band, one band play. Like, this is wild. And I ended up going to a bunch of other shows. But, yeah, the, the idea that I, a wristband, I remember having to kind of 
scrounge for the money. How much too. is a music wristband now? Like a thousand bucks? Twelve hundred, I think. <laughs> yeah. The equivalent of what I had then is over a thousand dollars. It's interesting to me, like thinking about that time frame that you're talking about here, like late nineties, ninety six. You know, these days everyone's talking about. I don't, I don't want to get like too downer uh, on this podcast, but we already talked about a cemetery. Um, <laughs> you know, everyone's talking about you know the the recession, how's the economy doing? And I feel like, you know, we've been, we've lived through a couple here in Austin, like a couple of busts, right? And the first one I remember living through uh, would have been like the dot-com bubble bursting in the late 90s. And it's funny because I was driving around and I was thinking about this this past weekend about how it seemed in the mid to late 90s, everyone was like, this is it. Austin's going to explode. It's going to be like, like kind of like the talk they're having now, like the next San mm-hmm. Francisco, like next tech hub, big innovation, all these, all these, you know, big things were happening, and then the dot com bubble burst, and it was like, for a brief period of time, it was almost like a ghost town. Mm-hmm. At the time, all that, that's when the skyline you see now, like all of that construction really started. Well, it hadn't quite started, but some of it had started at that point. And I remember that there were these companies that had attached their name to buildings that these companies no longer existed. So like. They couldn't finish. There was a period of time where there were unfinished buildings in Austin. There was one building down off of Cesar Chavez where they only had the money to finish the exterior. So, it, again, going back to like what we talked about the hospital, if you looked at the building from the outside, it looked fine. But if you went up to a window and looked in, it was all, like, dirt floors and, like, bare walls because they, they didn't have any money to finish it. And, like, they had laid everyone off, so, like, these companies didn't need these buildings anymore. So they were just, like, shells. Intel has started building a building down on 5th Street. They put up, like, the, the structural beams for it about, like, six or seven stories up and then stopped. And it was just, like, this bare building for eight years, maybe? Yeah, about, about that. Yeah, yeah, and that was just, like, left there uh, that eventually they had to demolish. And it was weird where it was like, oh, shit, like, is, is this it? Is Austin over? Like, is, did we put too much money in this tech thing and now it's not panning out and now, like, the whole city's going to contract? Yeah, that—, that- that Intel building was kind of like a big monument to <laughs> our hubris for a brief period of time. It yeah. felt like, and we just had to look at it for years and years and years. And I remember, uh, do you remember that they would? I don't know if it was for a long time, but they they started doing aerial dancing. From yeah, there from <laughs> yeah. like they had people like yeah they they used the the structure Whoa. to have people like dance from ropes and cables and shit, which they still do at Seaholm sometimes. Yeah, um, which is very neat. Yeah, dude, that's wild. I forgot about that building. I remember when they imploded it. It was fucking loud yeah it was really loud it, and it wasn't that long i want to say they imploded it 2009 2010 wow, it was there for a, it was there for a long time that's crazy that's yeah. a really long time it was there for a really long time wow that that building was just there uh it's where the federal courthouse is now yeah over there kind of by like republic park that's um that's where that changed it used to be over there i gotta say that federal courthouse i remember when you know i i uh i lurk in some skyscraper forums yeah. uh i have for a very long time and uh, I remember when the plans for that came out, and it was one of the ugliest-looking sets of blueprints I've ever seen, and nobody was happy about it. And then that building got built, and it's actually quite striking. I think the biggest complaint I have about it, you're right, it looks fine. Yeah. It just seems like, what else could it have been mm. other than a federal courthouse? For sure. Especially, like, around wrapped around that park, and, like, yeah, there was a lot of opportunity there. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Um uh, I just, I, I wish, even if they had extended the park or made, you know, a more welcoming public space. But I get it, whatever. They need to have courthouse to make money off of the, <laughs> putting people in jail or whatever. So you do you. Oh, man. Uh, we were talking about, we were talking about South By earlier and that, like, those early 90s South By. That reminded me, that show I went to was at the back room. It was the first time I'd ever been to the back room. Oh God! We that's should. a that's a piece of Austin history right there. <laughs> that was off of Riverside. It's emos now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But there was this uh, heavy metal bar called the Back Room, Eric. You'd probably like it. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to see, like, I don't know, like one night it would be uh, like deathcore, yeah. like or grindcore band, and the next night it would be like a metal band. The next night it would be like a skinhead oi band, and it was just like it'd be like, oh, we're gonna I'm gonna go there see the business tonight, and then tomorrow night it's like I don't know Megadeth or some shit. Not not not. Not that a big. band that big, yeah. but you know, uh, Kill Switch Engage or like yeah. one of those bands. And uh, but the thing that was crazy about that bar, I was amazed that it lasted as long as it did because there was a pool hall side on the left. Like mm-hmm. the, the bar was split. You walk in the front door, you go to the right, you go to this very dark, rundown uh, club where you'd see bands. Play. I remember it being very narrow too. Yeah, I don't know if that was just my. It's just that's that's just my memory. And then to the left, mm-hmm. you would go, and it's a pool hall like traditional bar. And on Friday nights. 
they would have 10 cent well drinks <laughs> till like 11 p.m. Are you serious? Yeah, till like 10 or 11 p.m. What year was this? Oh, it was 97, 98. Oh my God. So you would go there and there would be a bunch of like metal necks, as we used to call them, like nice. redneck metal dudes yeah. seeing a band play and getting fucking hammered. And then on the other side, you would just have the people that show up to get drunk for 10 cents a drink. And so it'd be a lot, like a lot of gangs <laughs> and then a lot of just like really sketchy, unsavory dudes. And there was always a fight. There always was, a fight. Like it was no, like it was, <laughs> we used to wonder, like, is there is the police going to have to roll the SWAT team to break up a ride at the back room this weekend? Like <laughs> I got it was so regular. I got caught in a riot there. I was seeing this band called the Cro-Mags play. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, I was, there was another band that was opening for them who were like friends of friends and they were staying at my house. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like in the parking lot after the show and some dude walked by with a rebel flag belt buckle on. And it started a fight with some of the dudes that were hanging out there. And then it turned on to a full-blown, like, 40 people fighting in the street. Nobody knew who was fighting who or why. And I was just, like, standing there like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I saw a cop run up and mace two girls in the face oh and then God. shove them off, like, a loading dock. Wow. And they just fucking ate shit. Yeah. It was brutal. It was getting bad. And I was like, I grabbed the friends and we got the fuck out of there. But that's what that place was like all the time. We have a friend who... I, I was gonna tell that story. <laughs> you tell it, you tell it. I'm we have a friend much. named Jake. Jacob, really nice guy, and uh, really nice guy. Yeah, super nice. Uh, he he was going to a show at the back room <laughs> one time. He worked at the call center too. That's how we knew him. He's eighteen at this point, by the way. Uh, okay. He's going to a show at the back room. Uh, you know, and he goes in, and you know, they're they're checking his ID at the door. They're going to put the X's on his yeah. hands because he's under twenty one, so he can't drink. Uh, and he says that you know, as he's handing over his ID to the bouncer, someone just like sucker punches him. What? Uh, no. It was worse than Oh, that. no, 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 you're right. They, they, someone took a beer bottle and shoved it into his mouth, like neck first, uh, into his oh. mouth. He said uh, it chipped one of his molars. Uh, he, like, bent over, you know, obviously because it's, yeah. like, unexpected. He's, like, spitting out parts of his teeth and beer, and, like, the bottle falls out of his mouth. He looks up, and the dude who shoved the bottle into his mouth is knocking out the bouncer. The bouncer yeah. falls down. Oh my god! And uh, the, like that, the riot starts at that moment. Yeah, Aww. he's just like literally walking in, an eighteen-year-old kid to go to a punk show, and like opens the door, gets a bottle, gets his front teeth knocked out, oh. his molar cracked. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. It was, that, it was that kind of place. It was that kind of place. You knew it. It couldn't last forever. It was just a matter of when that era was going to end. Yeah. yeah. Man, the background. I thought about that place in forever. I used to live like. Right down the street over there, and there was like that real shitty apartment. That was your, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was your wet time. apartment yeah, was, and your crooked kinda, apartment were both damp. pretty close. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I remembered something else. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to like step back here, talking about like uh, recession and like plans changing and like the city undergoing like this threat of irrelevance. Sure. They built. I don't know, I'm, I'm sure you remember. They built that condo downtown, uh, or it's apartments, whatever it is, the plaza. It was yeah. like, it's like over there, what is it, like Guadalupe and Fourth or something? Mm -hmm. And they built it. And, you know, it, it's whatever. It's kind of a boring building. And they built one side with no windows. It was just like flat wall because the plan was there was going to be another building built, or like another high rise built right next to it next immediately. To it. And they were like, well, there's no point putting windows on that side because there's going to be a building there. Except that building fell through during the dot com bubble burst. So you were left with this building <laughs> with one brick side for. Probably a decade, longer than a decade, oh, fifteen yeah. years, where it was just like, well, that's a really shitty, boring-looking building there because it's just like entirely brick on one side. Yeah, it's on the east side, east-facing side of that building. It's like a tan brick building. It, uh, I want to say, was that where they remember there was that place called? Ah, uh, fuck, what was it? Called? The Fox and the Hound. I was thinking of the Fox and the Hound, but also the other place too. Oh, oh, oh. Um, uh, 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 the the beer place with the fallen over dude. Yeah, it's still uh, around. Um, wow, I can't remember. It's, it was right across the street from there. Yeah, yeah. So we cut all this out of the. The, the Gingerman. The Gingerman. Gingerman. <laughs> God. It stays in. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like Fox and the Hound and Gingerman were beers that, or bars we went to. F not all the time. We had a friend that liked them we, a lot. Yeah, we had friend, like uh, mutual friends who liked going over there. Yeah, G Gus and I were... All I feel like we had very similar tastes for bars, and we were very particular, and we had our spots we liked to yeah. go to. And if left to our own devices, we, we we had our, like, three places we wanted to go. But we always ended up going places with other people. And anyway, I remember those... I feel like those bars all got bulldozed in that or something similar, and then 
uh, they never like it was one of those things where they had to tear the bar down to put a high rise and then just nothing happened. Yeah, I think eventually years. I think there's something there now. Yeah, but I think it was years later. Like I think if I remember right, and I, I could be way off here. I want to say the Fox and the Hound and Gingerman were both kicked out because they were going to bulldoze it. Then plans changed, and I think a Waterloo Ice House went in there for a while, mm. for a couple of years. And then uh, then eventually, they finally did actually end up bulldozing it, and that's when Waterloo Ice House uh, had to vacate there. Again, it's been, it's been a few years. I could be remembering the timeline wrong on that. What is the—I feel like this episode's a little all over the place, but I'm having fun with it. Yeah. What, what is the one— Restaurant that you we used to eat, or that you used to eat at that you miss that's gone now, like a relic of the past. Does anything jump to uh, mind? I, there's a couple that jump to mind, but it's gonna be like the, I, I I hate myself for saying them because it's like hipster douchebag Austinite who hates change answers. Sure. Uh, like I used to I used to like eating at the Holiday House, but that's long gone. That's uh, before. Yeah, I never been there. Uh, there there was one the the last one I want to say was I think it was over on Exposition. Uh, it might have been open. When you were here in the late 90s, mm. but I think it, I want to say it closed like 99 or 2000. This is a recent one. Uh, they didn't close that long ago. Shady Grove. I love Shady Grove. I always like going down to Shady Grove. They closed like last year. You know the problem with Shady Grove? The only problem with Shady Grove is, Eric, they used to have this thing called Frings. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. French fries and, and right. onion rings, right? Everybody's heard of Frings. Uh, but they had the best onion rings on the good. fucking planet. And at some point... They changed their recipe. Yeah, they did. And those those uh, onion rings became a different onion rings, and it spoiled. It kind of killed it for me. Although their Airstream chili was really good. It was. So you said something that made me think of another restaurant I haven't thought about in years. Okay. You said Frings, and it made me think about yes. Shaggy's Fries yeah. down on South Congress. And I missed Shaggy's, which was a Jamaican place, which became... Is it still South Congress Cafe? Yeah, I think so. Shaggy's uh, Boombastic yeah. is what it was called. Nice. You, you could get... Uh, like jerk fries, and they put like jerk seasoning on fries. It was so good, and it was open late. Yeah, it was like a bar restaurant, and it was when South Congress was still real shitty. So you could get like a huge basket of, of uh, jerk fries for like three bucks or something. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. I, we were talking about uh, a little bit I, the last episode or a, a previous one. We were talking about that area in Austin Motel and kind of how it all revitalized. And I forgot to mention that I stayed in the Austin Motel Did one you? time in 1994. We were, it was when I was in the Army, we were going to uh, Corpus for the weekend, and we stopped in Austin for the night on the way down. You barely, late. You, you barely made any progress. I was like an hour and a half down, but it was like after work, and we wanted to like hang out in Austin. Yeah. So we spent the night at the Austin Motel, because it was like 35 bucks. And uh, yeah, there was like, there was like prostitutes, and yeah. still, and this is like 94, there were still like prostitutes opening doors when you pulled in, and it was still, it was a very different place back then. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I just drove down South Congress this past weekend, and it's like all... Luxury stores and like oh, dude. throngs of tourists. Tesoro's is closing. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see that. After like 33 years of being in business, they announced that they're closing. I think at the end of this month. You know, they used to be on Congress. Yeah, this is South Congress. Tesoro's. Oh, wait. No, I mean uh, further. They used to be up where uh, where the Mexicart Museum is now, like at 4th in Congress. Or third in Congress. Oh, were they there? Yeah, they, they were there, and then they moved down to South Congress. Oh, you're right. Years and years yeah, and years ago. Yeah, God. I forgot about that. I think I was working downtown at that other company when they mm. were down there, like back late 90s, maybe. I want to say I remember them being over there. Mm-hmm. There, was a lot, there, were, there was a lot of stuff right there in that area that also got bulldozed for other buildings and high-rises, uh, like lots of like little uh, restaurants that are just gone forever. What about you? You didn't answer. What restaurants do you miss? I was headed towards Shaggy's mm-hmm. when you got there. Although supposedly at there's a there's a bar on Weberville called Cavalier, and supposedly they have the recipe mm. for the fries. I just haven't tried them. Mm. Yeah, but supposedly it's like the same family that owns Shaggy's owns Cavalier or like family lineage, and mm-hmm. so they have the recipe. Are these fry facts? These are fry mm-hmm. facts. Okay, cool. Yeah. Don't don't confuse them with uh <laughs> these with are, with that, coffee this, facts. This is not epoch facts no. or anything else. These are <laughs> dis- distinct facts. No, no, I, I, I appreciate the insight. I got to try. The, did we try to go there once? And it was yeah, like they weren't they weren't open. They yeah. were like not open for lunch or something. Yeah, and we went. Oh, well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get around to it eventually. There, there's a, there's so many places, and like things change, and I, I can't keep up. I, used I know. To, like, I felt like there was a time where you and I used to talk about how we knew almost every bar and every restaurant in town, and you know could pick the right thing for any moment. I have no. I'm so disconnected now. Everything is changed so dramatically and is constantly changing so much i can't keep up well that's part of the reason for this podcast right yeah to send off the old places but uh discover the new ones together maybe uh because i'm in the exact same boat where it's just it's overwhelming yeah yeah i guess just from the pandemic but also from just like insane insane growth Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. We'll we'll have to expand. You know, once we hit a few more coffee shops, I think we have to expand to try some of like these other restaurants to go get these jerk fries and we gotta go to like casino. That seems like a good spot. Like yeah. we have to just like go to like some of these other spots, Casino's right? Casino has got like that little courtyard in the backyard yeah. in the yeah, backyard yeah. where we could record. I don't think I've been to a casino El Camino since I went with one or both of you. So I would love to go back because I, I can't remember how long. I haven't been there been. in years. Probably since like an RTX when RTX you were in with town. Like Mega 64. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah that, that's when the, we went. We sat in the courtyard in the back. Yeah, I think we, we touched on this in a previous episode, but we used to go down like multiple times a week, down six, to like six, six days street. a week. Yeah, and uh, I can't imagine doing that anymore. But <laughs> we uh, we wanted, we were, there was a point in time where I think we went to almost every bar on 6th Street. Like we want, we were like, mm. we come down here often enough. It's like, let's try to experience every place just to see what's out here. You don't yeah. know. Like you, you might, every day you might walk by your new favorite place and not realize it. So we tried to like hop into every place we could, and uh, it's not. I don't think it's there anymore. There used to be a place down there called the Daiquiri Factory, which was, <laughs> which was just like the name implies. Like you walk in, and it's just like a huge wall of daiquiri machines. You tell them what you want. Very New Orleans. Not not our scene, but in the spirit of we're going to try every place down here. We went to the Daiquiri Factory once, and I think Jeff and I walked in, and we instantly knew like this this isn't our place. This isn't us. And they knew too. Yeah. <laughs> And if I re- oh god, if I remember right, I want to say like they even had like a hostess who met us at the door and like took us to a table, oh, wow. and then like a waitress came out to like take our order and stuff, and uh, you know the waitress came and uh, took our order, and walked away. And Jeff and I like looked at each other like, yeah, this this place isn't for us. And she came back with our drinks, and I don't know what possessed Jeff to say it, but like the waitress puts our drinks down, and Jeff looks at her and goes, hey, just so you know, when she sat us down, the hostess was talking shit about you. <laughs> 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 she, the waitress, put our drinks down, then threw her tray on the ground, like, and said, "That bitch," there and was... made a beeline for the hostess stand. And I was just like, "Jeff, we gotta go. We there gotta, was... we gotta get Dude, out of here." I stumbled into boyfriend drama, is what it was. <laughs> there, I remember like her boyfriend was a soccer player at the school, at wherever they went to school, St. Ed's or something. And there was like, we like, I stepped in as a joke, and we stepped in hockey or soccer boyfriend drama, and we got the fuck out of there. Man, that was the one and only time uh, I ever went to the daiquiri factory. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what daiquiri I ordered. I, I well, if you're gonna go once, you got to make it count. Mm-hmm. I felt like that 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 side of Sixth Street was always lost on us. The people that go to like Maggie Mays and Pete's Peanut. We Bar. had a friend who liked going to Maggie Mays. We did, and so I went a few times because of him. Scene, but yeah, it wasn't yeah. wasn't my scene. Blind Pig Pub was one I remember hating. Oh, we had another friend to. who liked going there. Yeah, yeah. that was not. That was, I don't remember that dude's name. That's not important. Justin? Yeah, I'm just trying to... Just uh, guessing at a name no one's ever going to know. or Gus was, know. Gus was saying friends, and I had friends in air quotes in my head. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember being too crazy about them. <laughs> uh, we're getting on towards the end. But, Are we? Uh, I mean, we've been doing this for about 50 minutes. Have we? This yeah. has been a ping-pongy episode. But, been like, that's, but that's the fun of... The other episodes have been like way more focused, where it's mm. like, here's a story from this specific spot. I feel like this specific spot led us in so many different directions because it just got really tangential, right? Yeah. Like, it was the cemetery, and that started talking. About, like, we got to, like, jerk fries and stuff. Like, we went all over the place. <laughs> we, we haven't was a we, lot of fun. We haven't even mentioned the house across the street with the giant bear skull hanging from... I've never noticed that before. And you never notice how they've got, like, a, a body form on top of that post yeah. in their front yard? What the fuck? It's, it's like, that, that going, circling back to what we talked about earlier, like, the, the vestiges of, like, the counterculture yeah. that used to, like, you used to see stuff like that a lot more often. Uh, that thing used to be on that body form, didn't it? Like, wasn't it on top? Kind of like it? how, I feel like it was kind of like their version of how, uh, like, almost lampooning how um, Hyde Park Grill has the giant fork uh, with shit on top of it. Yeah, yeah. Like a turkey during Thanksgiving. But it's been hanging there on the, on the front porch for a for long time, many many years. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to get to a couple of guesses for the name. Oh, oh okay. Uh, sure. So M Pizka says Anma. Another time around, the M being in the middle of time. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no, no. Uh, another meaningless autobiography. Guys, a lot the- of these guesses have another as the first one. Mm. Mm. Um, I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty prevalent. Um, Antidote to my anxiety. (laughs) That's a good guess. Um, Austin, not my Austin, is a really prevalent guess. So if you think that that's the name of the podcast, you don't have to send that anymore. Yeah, that's not not it. I see that one a lot. Yeah. An embarrassment to Austin, the M being the second letter in embarrassment. I I, I like the direction these people are going Mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somebody had tweeted, and Gus actually replied, 
and said, hey, is Anma's title multilingual? I had made a I, guess of Austin in Mucho Adventures, so I'm just curious. And Gus said, good question, English only. Yeah, that, that's a really good question. I like that. I really like that a lot. Do you dream in Spanish still? Sometimes. Sometimes? Uh, is it I, like just random? Yeah, and it's funny how it works. Um, like sometimes it'll be all in Spanish, but then sometimes I've, I don't know if like when I'm super deep asleep, if the Spanish part of my brain doesn't want to wake up. But, like, I, I, I had a dream the other night that was supposed to be in Spanish, but, like, this person who's talking to me, it's like, what? No, that's all gibberish. What? That, like, that doesn't make any sense. And then, like, the dream changes. Where it's like, oh, shit, he real like, he's on, he's on to us. <laughs> uh, Jeff, do you have a guess for the, the name of the podcast that you're currently on? How about, uh, and my axe? Oh. That's pretty. I well, that was pretty I good guess. That on the, on I like that. On the good spot. job. A little improv. Yeah. That's yeah. good. I have some notes, but that's. I mean, that's pretty good. You did a good job. Um, was that the? Is that the? Top? No, that's, that's shockingly. It's not. No. Anything more always. No. Mm, good guess. Good guess. Uh, I, I, I will say at the end of uh, the last episode that was uh, before this one um, was that episode, whatever the one we did at Thunderbird. Yeah. Uh, I said. Uh, and an anma to you at the end, uh-huh. and some pe- I saw at least one person say, "I think Gus is trying to give us a clue with that." <laughs> no, 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 no. That was that was just gibberish. That's nothing. <laughs> I like that people are getting into it. Like there's an alternate reality game or something going on. No, no, no. Oh, do you, do you want to rate the coffee or anything before we go? Oh, uh, ten. I've always liked our coffee here. <laughs> Why is that so funny? Je- Eric loves it. It's like the sixth episode. It's just a cup of coffee. Uh, ten. I know. T- it's coffee. Yeah, it's um. Uh, it's literally perfect. All right, we'll see you next time. Coffee's a ten, six, or or one to me. Okay, eight or nine. Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I, I like this place. Yeah, it's good. It's a good cup of coffee that gets cold fast. Um, I will say my one complaint is I heard of the Ameri- This is the smallest americano I've got out of all the places we've been to. But it's it's not like it's yeah no, pricey it's, or anything. It's fine. It's it's a seven or an eight i mean i think it's a fine cup of coffee i love 10 the idea of being this early and just a place that we go to and it's just a 10 <laughs> there's no like oh we're gonna like compare stuff no this one's perfect uh, so, no notes yeah <laughs> send it <laughs> uh i think that does it uh, all right you can follow us uh at anima podcast on twitter and instagram i'm sure we'll post more there eventually when uh i have more time uh and uh you can take guesses at the name still uh, just tweet Please at us. Do. Let us know what you I, think. I read all of the. I read all of them. Yeah. If I if I find one anywhere that's correct, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it. I'll, I'll let you know. That's pretty exciting. Uh, I kind of hope we never solve it. You know, I think that we're getting really close to never solving it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, feel like we should talk about how uh, this podcast is gonna be kind of like an eight episodes on, two episodes off kind of a thing. Yeah, where yeah. we're gonna do a little bit. Seasonality is kind of a weird word for it because we're not really doing seasons. It's just like we'll do eight episodes and then two weeks we'll do like some supplementary content, just some stuff that's like smaller pieces because yeah. we don't want to leave you in the lurch. And then we'll come back for eight more and then we don't want you to forget about us in those yeah, two yeah, weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's the way podcasts work: is uh, you you stop listening for one week and then you forget and you're like, oh, I don't feel like catching up. And then here we are uh, without you, and has, that's not good. Has that razor guard been here the oh, whole? Oh, the whole time the whole it has little hairs in it. I just noticed uh, it. Yeah. So let's get out of here. Who's sh- uh, you, you, I mean, you really want the answer to that question? Because I, 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 I,